What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the After Youth Podcast, the podcast for young adults by young adults. I'm your host, I'm Josh Cave, and today I'm going to be joined by my wife, Molly Cave. And today we're talking about paving your own spiritual path. So let's jump in. Hey guys, today we're talking about a really important topic. Uh, Before I tell you exactly what this topic is and what we're diving into, I want to ask you a couple of questions. I want you to think about these as I talk about them, as we discuss, I want you to really consider them in your mind. The first question, who is God to you? How would you describe him? Is he loving? angry? Is he ready to strike people down? Who is God to you? I'll give you just a second to think about an answer on that. The second question, where did you get that view of God? Did your parents view God that way? Was it a pastor? Was it some kind of preaching that you learned it from? Throughout America, there are many young adults that have grown up in church. Most that grow up in church, they've they've watched their parents and they've watched their parents' relationship with God and they've mimicked a lot of their values. They've they've grown up learning a certain ideology and they they continue in that they continue in that into adult young adulthood and into adulthood. A study in Pew Research shows that about half of teens ages thirteen to seventeen say their parent has all the same religious beliefs as they do. That means that the teen has has seen these particular religious ideas and they've copied them exactly. Now, I think that's a huge number. About half of teens carry that exact same religious identity. And while I wasn't able to find an exact stat for young adults, I would expect that number to be down a little bit after you turn 18, but probably pretty similar. And I I say all of that to say that today we're talking about paving your own spiritual path. That doesn't mean that you you go off and you develop your own theology and you break off from the denomination you grew up in so that you can kind of do your own thing or develop your own thought process. Rather, there are so many people that have lived spiritually riding the coattails of their Christian parents, and they don't really learn what they believe for themselves and they kind of develop this ideology based off of what their parents have always believed because their parents believed a certain way or did a certain thing. They do the same way. However, the scripture makes it very clear that each person must choose God for themselves. We can't just live off of what our parents believed or anything like that. So let's, let's talk about this a little bit. What's the problem with living in the path of your parents? Obviously, in all of this, I'm not saying to go and, you know, run off and do the opposite of your parents or anything like that. This is just paving your own spiritual path and understanding that you have to make a decision for yourself. New Spring Church posted an article that I thought was super interesting. And they use this really good illustration. So I want to talk about it. They talk about drafting in NASCAR. 
And drafting, if you don't know, is done by driving very close to a car that's in front of you. And that wind resistance is lessened because you're really close to that car. They're breaking all that wind resistance. And so you can gain speed because you're not fighting with the wind. Drafting is super easy. The, it's, not hard to, it's not hard to drive. It's not hard to steer. You can get right up behind them and it's easier. It's more comfortable to draft. But nobody ever wins a race by drafting the whole time. It's a, drafting is a means to an end. You come up behind somebody for a little while and then as you gain speed, as you get, you get a little bit faster, a little bit faster, then you make a move. You make a move around that person and you start to, to pass cars because you've gained all the speed, you have all this momentum. And so whenever you draft somebody successfully, it puts you in a better position individually. And that's the interesting part of drafting because to be successful in drafting, you cannot stay behind somebody else. You have to move out from behind those people. I quote them in saying, drafting is good and beneficial for a time, but it's never meant to be a long-term strategy. Like I said, nobody wins a race by drafting the whole race. You can't. If you never make a move, you can never win. And so I want to talk about how that applies to us. You know, We're talking about NASCAR, but how does that apply to my own personal life? I believe our spiritual lives are a lot like that. It's easier to be behind somebody. It's easier to watch your parents, watch those people, uh, watch leaders, watch pastors. It's much easier to get behind them. Trust that they know all the answers and to live your spiritual life in their shadow. You don't have to wrestle with questions in your heart. You can just believe what they believed. But I want to tell you, Christianity is all about your relationship with God. It's good to be behind somebody for a time. Mentors are really important, but at a certain point, just like drafting, the goal is not to draft. It's a means to an end. And you're behind somebody, you learn from them, you glean from them, and then you continue on and work on your personal walk with God. And the idea of making a commitment for yourself is even is biblical. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on what your eyes have seen. So you can't spend all of your time following somebody. 1 Kings 8.61, it says, let your heart, therefore, be wholly true to the Lord our God, walking in his statutes and keeping his commandments as at this day. Let your heart be wholly true to the Lord. Joshua 24, 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Over and over, the Bible talks about we have to make a choice. And we love mentors. Mentors are important in my life. They're important in your life. But you can't pave your path right behind them. They help you in your walk. You walk beside each other, not in their footsteps. I want to paint you kind of another mental image about this because I don't want it to be misconstrued like we're talking that you're not supposed to have mentors. You're not supposed to have people you look up to, people you respect spiritually, because that's just not the case. 
We all need spiritual mentors. We all need people we look up to. Whenever, whenever we go to the beach, Molly and I will go walk a couple miles down the beach in one direction. And sometimes, you know, some of the sand is packed down pretty hard, you know, and you can walk on it pretty easy. But there are other parts of the sand where you, you step in and you sink four to five inches down. You're kind of walking through and having to push your way, kind of like walking through snow. And whenever we go, I told her, let me step in front and then you step in my footsteps. So I push the sand down for her and then she can walk behind me. It's not as taxing on her. And we can do that spiritually where we have a parent, we have a pastor, we have somebody else. They're walking down the beach and they're pressing that sand down for us. They're making it easier for us to walk. And that's fine for a time. But spiritually, we have to build up strength to where we're walking on our own. And whenever you have a mentor, you have somebody that's walking beside you. They're not fighting the battle for you. They're not pressing the sand down for you. Those people, they're walking beside you, strengthening you, talking you through what to do, how to do it. And so I just wanted to explain that difference real quick, that we're not, we're not saying not to have mentors. We're not saying not to have good spiritual leaders in your life but put them in the right place. Don't let them do all the hard work for you. Learn from them, but don't walk in their footsteps entirely. So I want to switch real quick and talk about my story a little bit. I've talked in some previous episodes about me questioning Christianity. Obviously, I'm here as a Christian. So uh, so I, I came out on that believing Christianity even stronger. When I was 16, I really questioned some of the core beliefs, not in a way that was, you know, I don't want to believe this, but in a way that was, God, if I'm going to live my life for you, then I need to know that these things are true. I'm kind of a a skeptical person in some ways. That's not the thing I'm most proud of, but, but it is part of me. And I wanted to know in my life that if I was going to live for God, if I was going to be a ministry for the rest of my life, I had to know that this thing was true, because if it's not true, then I don't want any part of it. And I had to know for myself, my family, I grew up in a very Christian family. I grew up with a a family that has a pedigree of pastors, you know, all these pastors down the line of my family tree. And I had to know for myself, I couldn't just live off of that. And also, I just felt like, as far as ministry goes, if the Bible was true, what Jesus did for me was true, if God's love for me was real, if heaven and hell are real, then I had to make a choice. I had to choose whether I was going to live for God or not live for God. And if all those things are true, if the Bible's real, Jesus was real, God is real, then I choose to serve God. I choose to serve the God that loves me like crazy. So I want to go ahead and plug Molly into here. Molly, do you feel like there was a time in your life that you had to make a determination for yourself, either for or against something that your family believed? Yeah. So for me, I would think that um, transitioning from teenager to young adult and hitting that 21, you know, the age of 21, um, finding out a lot of freedoms that I had. And one of those was, um, was I obviously could legally drink alcohol. And I grew up in a family that 
for our own beliefs and values, we didn't drink alcohol in that family. And it, this is not a podcast to say whether that's right or wrong. Um, that's just what my family personally chose. And so once I hit the age of 21 and my friends were starting to experiment with those things, I had to learn to make that decision for myself. Um, like Josh kind of talked on, I, um, I utilized, you know, the things my mentors had said, my family's, my family had spoken on um, some of their beliefs. But then I did my own research. I studied the Bible and I checked on different things. I looked up different things, not even just spiritually, but some things as far as addiction and along those lines um, of how it could affect me and different things like that. And um, for my own personal reasons, I chose to not drink and to um, stay away from those types of substances and different things. But I didn't make it based off of my own family's values. Um, I had to base it off of what I what I wanted to build my foundation on. Yeah. And I think that's really good. There seems to kind of be for each of us, whenever we go into young adulthood or even, you know, for me shortly, a little bit before that, there is some issue for everybody that we kind of have to wrestle with. We have to figure out what we believe, why we believe it. So after this whole initial part of this and, and talking about getting out from behind other people, Maybe you're you're listening to this podcast and you've decided that you've been drafting through your spiritual life. You're a Christian, you've you've served God. Maybe your Christianity and your view of God is is based on people you've followed and you've just you kind of believed you've just been grandfathered in. But maybe you've listened to this and you say, you know what, I'm done with that. I wanna I wanna experience God for myself. I wanna know that I know that I know that this is real. What do I do now? And I've got a few things that I want to talk about that you can, that I believe that you can do to help. The first thing is to take ownership. Maybe you haven't spent a lot of time praying or reading your Bible for yourself. The first thing is to take ownership. As I thought about this issue, I know that it's really easy to just put it off and be like, you know, another time. I'll worry about my relationship with God another time. It's been fine. My relationship with God has been, it's been cool. We're not worried about it. And it's really easy to put off the pressure of it. But the first thing we have to do whenever we decide I'm tired of drafting, I'm tired of being focused on other people. I want to focus on my relationship with God. Like that verse in Joshua 24, 15 said, I'm going to choose this day who I'm going to serve. So, Maybe you've decided to take that step. The first thing is to take ownership. And if you haven't spent a lot of time praying or reading your Bible, now's the time. Personally, I would pray and talk to God and just be honest and say, God, you know, I haven't been as focused on you myself. I haven't, I haven't put you first in my own life, but I want to. And I want to grow closer to you. I want to get closer to you. Just be honest with where you're at where you want to go, how you want to grow in God. The second thing is make growth a priority. Even easier than taking ownership, even easier than putting off, putting the pressure off of taking ownership is how much easier it is to say, I'll do it tomorrow. And then we know how that goes. Tomorrow never comes. 
And I'm the first person to say that I'll get super excited about something and be super motivated, ready to go. And then the next day, like that energy fizzles out. Like I, I'm just not in it, you know, or it's like, Oh, I want to do something crazy. Like write a book. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And the next day I'm like, no, I'm, I don't, I'm not feeling it, you know? Um, so I'm the first person to say that I'll, I'll get excited about something one day and totally fizzle out the next. And so to grow spiritually, consistency is important because we get busy, man. I get busy. I'll get caught up in watching a TV show, doing whatever. It's so easy, but we have to make it a priority. But to go after God for yourself, you have to make time to pray and read the word every day. Even if just for a few minutes, I don't care if you pull up the Bible app and read the first verse that you can find. You flip open your Bible to a random chapter, a random verse, and and pin it with your finger and read it. It would take three minutes to pray and say, God, thank you for today. Thank you for giving me another day. Whatever it is, even if you have to start out small like that, but just be consistent. Come to God. Keep going to God. Keep growing in God. So you have to go after God for yourself. Finally, allow God to change and guide you. As you grow and get closer to God, watch for the incredible ways that God wants to work in your life. If you're truly serving God for yourself, like you've made that choice, He can help heal your hurt, help deliver you from bad habits. But more than anything, He can make you the person He created you to be. Somebody that is serving and loving him. And also make yourself available for whatever God has planned for your life. Because whenever you're not chasing God for yourself, it's very easy to to not see God working in your life. You know, you can you can sit there and just be going to church, going through the motions, kind of doing those things. And God could be wanting to use you seriously. You could have a call to ministry that you've never realized because you never tapped into God for yourself. And so I think it's so valuable to once you've been doing these things, once you, you take that opportunity to serve God for yourself, you begin to grow, you make growth a priority. Then you watch for God to show up. You watch how God works in your life. You watch, you watch how he changes you, how he gives you a purpose. He gives you a future. And so I think, I think that's so important to make yourself available for what he's got for your life. And so I kind of want to switch gears here. We've talked about this topic and, and paving your own spiritual path, but me and Molly are going to sit here and uh, discuss this challenge a little bit. Molly, first, I want to ask you, what kind of limitations can following in somebody else's spiritual footsteps what kind of limitations can that put on their life? Well, to me and from my experience, um, just constantly following somebody else's footsteps and relying on their beliefs and their faith and their um, their strength in that faith, um, it kind of makes you just kind of go through the motions. You go to church because it's a tradition. Um, for me, I would find times where I would rely on my family and friends and my church family's um, values and beliefs and 
I wouldn't really get into the word. I would take somebody else's advice instead of really seeing what God has to say about it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, like we've said, like reach out to those like-minded spirit-filled people, but also check it out for yourself. Um, Find out what God has to say about it. Go into prayer with it. And I would find myself leaning on other people rather than what God rather than what God was wanting me to zero in on and really focus on. Yeah. I, I think, I think part of that is really good, especially where you mentioned that you can, you can use those people as a crutch, you know, not just that you're following in their steps and maybe you don't, maybe you don't take your relationship with God by the horns, but even, even say you did say you did make a choice to serve God for yourself. And those people are still a very high priority like they're very they're very important to your spiritual life. Like you can use that as a crutch where maybe you don't pray for something as hard as you would because you turn to that person. It's not saying to not talk to other people about, you know, if you've got a need, go and talk to people that are prayer warriors for sure. But I think it's important also to learn how to be a prayer warrior yourself. You know, so even after you make that decision to choose God for yourself, like keep growing, keep learning and don't, don't use other people as a crutch. Do like I mentioned in that example with uh, walking in the sand, link arms with them rather than using them as a, as a crutch, as a way to make it easier on your own spiritual life. Right. And looking back, I could definitely see where, um, and I mean, I do this still to this day sometimes, but I was putting my trust in the strength of other people's faith rather than the strength, the, my trust in my own faith in God. And in turn, you know, it kind of, I guess you could say it kind of would question what kind of trust and faith I actually had in him if I was relying on somebody else to go to God for me. Yeah. This next question, what if somebody's listening today and they feel like they've been riding on people's coattails and they hear all this and maybe they they're kind of beating themselves up over what we've talked about. Like, like, Oh, I should have made this choice years ago. You know, I, I should have already done this. Like, why didn't I think of this? And uh, what would you say to that person? Well, first off, I would say, don't beat yourself up. Everybody makes decisions big or little that they wish they hadn't. Um, I start every day thinking, okay, I'm going to start new today. I, I forgot to read my Bible yesterday. I just had too many things planned. But today I'm going to make time to do that. You can only move forward from here. Um, and also, again, kind of touching on that, start now. If for me, if I ever get out of the routine of reading my Bible, going to God to pray for prayer or something, I start right then. I'll check the verse of the day, get back in that routine. At least I got the verse of the day in. If you go in with the mindset that, oh, I've been, I've screwed up. I should have been not relying on other people and I should have been doing this on my own this whole time. Um, so you hit the ground running and you just go at it so hard. You're going to burn out. I mean, we've all done it. We've all were like, Oh, I'm going to get four chapters of a Bible of the Bible in today. And then two days into it, you can barely read the verse of the day because you're just exhausted. So pace yourself. Yeah. And like you said, don't don't be discouraged because you look back and are like, you know, I should have done this a while ago or 
you know, yeah, I've just messed up. Like, how do I even go about this? Like she said, just pace yourself, grow in God, make it a priority. Do some of the things we've talked about here. Uh, One more question. So in talking about all of this with, you know, coming out from behind other people, you've followed closely behind somebody, you step out and you're trying to make that move, that adjustment to where your, your relationship with God is on your shoulders. And you alluded to this a little bit in the last question, but is that a one-time thing? Uh, once you get from behind your parents or behind that pastor, are you good or can it come back later where you're having to check yourself? Yeah, of course. Like I said earlier, like this is a reoccurring thing. I, I always catch myself doing this. I think everybody's kind of like this in their own way. Um, it may be now, you know, that I'm no longer under my parents' roof that maybe I'm not falling on their or holding on to their coattails. But now that I'm married, like I'm relying on you. And I kind of follow what you believe and what you're thinking instead of and there's nothing wrong with submitting to my husband and, you know, trusting his him as the leader of my family. But I still as a individual, as an individual with a relationship with Christ, I have to still go follow back in prayer and read my Bible and check, you know, keep check on my relationship with God myself. and so. I guess all of that to say it's going to happen. You you may not even realize it's happening. You may just really be trusting this person. And so just kind of be self-aware of those things and check in on yourself and your relationship with God every now and then make sure, am I believing this and knowing this and having this thought process because I talked to God about it and I read my Bible on it. Or is it because solely because I asked one person or a couple of people and they gave me their opinion? Yeah. And I would say even, you know, as a man, and I'm sure there are women that do the same thing as adults. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say that I rely on my family spiritually. My family is great. I look up to them spiritually, but personally, like I don't, I haven't had that trouble in a while, but I do find myself doing that with pastors. And I think a lot of people in the church, they do that where maybe they don't grow as much spiritually as they should because they place a lot of hope and a lot of confidence in their pastor that their pastor is going to fill them up enough on a Sunday morning. And um, even in decision-making, praying about things, different things like that, pastors are great, an incredible resource. But at the same time, it's like we said through this whole thing, your relationship with God is your responsibility. Nobody else can can take that up for you. Nobody else can uh, can handle that for you. You have to make that choice. And so I think it's really important, like even, even as you get older, even as you get out of young adulthood, you have to focus on it yourself because it's very easy to slip into that mentality like, ah, uh, this sand is kind of tough to trudge through. Like I'm going to get behind somebody who seems like they have it more together than I do. So just to wrap up this episode, first of all, there are many people that follow in the, in the footsteps of their parents and, and they believe that they, they can be grandfathered into Christianity and this is not to knock them. I get it. Um, but it's a lot like drafting in NASCAR where, where you get close to behind somebody, but you at some point you have to make that move out from behind them and go after God for yourself. The Bible talks about 
choosing God for yourself, choosing who you're going to serve with your life. And finally, to go after God for yourself, you have to take ownership, make growth a priority, and allow God to change and guide you. So thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. To keep up with everything we have going on and get updates, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, The After Youth Podcast, or on Instagram and Twitter, at After Youth Pod. If you enjoy the content we put out, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This helps us reach more people with what we're trying to do, and we really appreciate it. Thank you for listening every week, and we will see you again next Friday.